Welcome to The Sale Ring, a podcast dedicated to real estate brokers, agents, and America's top auctioneers that keep the markets moving. Join your hosts, Sean and Trina, as they talk with most successful realtors, marketing and technology experts, investors, and influencers. This show is devoted to all industry professionals looking to up their game and stay up to date. Welcome to The Sale Ring. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a great show for you today, and I'm excited about this show. We've got Amanda Klein and Jimmy Dean Coffee in the studio. Uh, Trina Turner, as always, is uh, is here with us, and we're uh, we're pumped up. We got a great yeah. topic. Morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. A lot of cool morning. stuff. Life in Kansas City today. You know what? Life in Kansas City is pretty good. Life in Kansas City is is really never bad. Okay. I sure wish we was on Lake, we'll go Lake Smithville or Smithville Lake today. And the girls are like wiping the sleep out. I was like, okay, we'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> At least we are having nice weather. So. Yeah. We we are having great weather. It's uh, it cooled off again. It's been in the, what, 70s? Last yep. couple of days. The it's past been really days. nice out. Yep. I can take that. Absolutely. That's about uh, so what it is here in Indiana. For the for the listeners that are out there, just kind of a brief overview. Jimmy Dean, you own offices, uh, real estate and brokerage offices in Indiana and in Oklahoma. That's right. I have one in Bloomington, Indiana. That's kind of my home base where I grew up. Um, I, my daughter helps us run the, uh, the the two offices that we have in Oklahoma, and one in Stillwater, there, the home of Oklahoma State Cowboys, and then uh, we have another office down in Atoka, southeastern Oklahoma. Very cool. Now, are you from Oklahoma, or are you from Indiana originally? No, I'm from Indiana, born and raised in Bloomington, Indiana. Uh, rodeoing ended me up in Texas, where I met my lovely wife, Phyllis, wife of 34 years. And uh, her mother was from Oklahoma, and they then moved to Oklahoma and did quite a bit of ranching there. And so I've got some Oklahoma ties through my wife. Very cool. Very cool. Well, we appreciate you being with us today. And uh, Amanda Klein. Yes. Was Amanda Siler, and you got married here in the last couple of years. Yep. And, uh, got married and recently had a baby and... Life is life is good here in Kansas City. Yeah. Life is good. Long days, short nights. Uh, I think it's the other way around, or maybe long both. Nights, long short days, yeah. <laughs> yeah, long days and nights and nights, yeah, yeah. both, all of the above. The, the baby sleeping well? Uh, not the past couple of say, nights. Not with long nights involved. No, no, not the past couple of nights, but I can't complain too much because he's been, he's been a really good baby compared to uh, some stories that I've heard of others. Awesome. Well, that's when life really begins. Yes, that yeah. is very true. That is for sure. And baby mm. stuff is cool stuff. Enjoy it. Thank you. It is cool. It's fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, the show is, uh, today's segment at least, is centered around the auction industry and the real estate industry. And you run, Amanda, run a fairly large real estate and auction project marketing company called Enhanced Marketing Solutions. Correct. Yes. Your primary job is marketing projects and consulting and administrative work for the auction campaigns or real estate campaigns that are going out for how many offices? Uh, I would say probably around 600 offices total. We work with a lot of the offices across the country on individual projects that they have and also work with them on branding and making sure that people in the marketplace know about their office. 
Very cool. I know you do a lot of work with United Country Real we, Estate. We do, yes. We yeah. work with a lot of offices at United Country and actually Jimmy Dean Coffee is one of our one of our offices that we work with and we love working with him and his team um in both Indiana and Oklahoma. All right. So there's the tie in with you and, and Jimmy Dean is on the marketing end. You're delivering the services. Jimmy Dean, you're implementing those services into the field out there through listing auction projects, real estate projects and then uh, obviously conducting those sales and closing those transactions through whatever audience that the marketing's delivered. That's right. Amanda and her team have done us a great job for years. It's it's just pretty cool to have somebody handling that piece of our business that, that is so important. I mean, that's as auctioneers, I've said many times, you can call us auctioneers, you can call us Realtors, you can call us real estate brokers, whatever you want. But when it boils down to it, we're marketers. And if we do a poor job of marketing our properties, we'll, uh, we'll have a poor outcome for our clients. And that's where Amanda and her team have done us so good. They are they're a good link for us on the marketing side because I didn't go to marketing school. I don't have a marketing background. And uh, her and her team do a great job with that pretty impressive uh, connection that we have. Thanks, Jimmy Dean. That's awesome. And one of the things that I'm finding that is becoming increasingly challenging because people have so much stuff just thrown at them from the left and from the right, and it's in front of them all the time. How do you get them to stop and actually pay attention to an auction that's taking place? How do you drive them? How do you get them to just stop and focus on anything? People are just walking into poles on the sidewalk with their phone in their hand anymore. <laughs> Literally, so yeah. They're so inundated with, with just digital marketing and things coming at them. How do you get somebody to focus on an event like that? I think a lot of it. Did you say walking? Did you, wait a minute. Poles, did you say yes. walking into poles? Okay, yes. I gotta tell you. <laughs> so I gotta tell you the story. I, I was down at the plaza here in Kansas City, and I uh, was going to. A, there, there's a restaurant. We're all kind of getting out of our vehicle. I'm going to guess that this person was between 25 and 30, and they're walking at a brisk pace down the sidewalk with their phone in their hand, (laughs) deeply engaged in whatever it was, and hit this pole head on. (laughs) They fell to the ground. They dropped their phone. And I thought, oh, my. I mean, we walked over and was like, are you okay? They got this this knot on their head, you know, and they're dazed. And... (laughs) First thing that she said when she looked, where's my phone? Where's my phone? Referring to a personal situation, Sean, I could just see that happening. I'm way past 35. I I could see that happening to me. First thing she was concerned about as we were helping her up was, where's my phone? Finding her phone. Well, and I got to watch the end of that video. Yeah, I think I think people, you know, are so attached to their phones now, um, and what the phone has really provided is that instant gratification. So people are looking for information instantaneously, um, which is something you have to take into account from a marketing perspective as well, because um, these days, you know, people aren't um, necessarily waiting for their mail to come to their door to learn about an event. You know, they want to know about it right then in their in their inbox, on their phone, on their social media, um, right there. So I think the way to partially help them pay attention is to really provide a consistent marketing look and feel to kind of break 
break through what the clutter is. It takes a lot of impressions now for somebody to recognize any sort of marketing. What do you mean by impressions? It takes a lot of impressions. Yep. So an impression is when um, you see a marketing piece somewhere. So if you get one in the mail, that's one impression. If you hand it off to your significant other, that's another impression. Um, If you see a banner on a website, that's an impression. So the number of times that you see a piece of marketing, it's really helping bury that in your brain and kind of um, pique your interest and get you to kind of take another look at it. So So you're saying it's about repetition. You think they need to see it over and over. Yep. Repetition is extremely important. And in the marketing field, that's what we refer to as impressions. So repetition is important. And when you have that consistent look, that makes it recognizable across all different parts of um, mediums. And then making sure really that you have a targeted approach. So if you're you're having a property um, that you're marketing that has a particular target audience, you know, you're trying to target those individuals. You're not just trying to blanket everybody in, let's say, the Kansas City area. You're really looking for people who um, really have that unique aspect or interested in that unique aspect that the property has. Yeah, I feel like I'm I'm one of those people out there that doesn't pay that close attention to ads unless it's something I'm interested in. So I may have looked at something and, you know, the, the Google Pixel or the Facebook Pixel follow me around, but I've already looked at it and I didn't buy it when I looked at it and I don't really want to see it again. So I'm not necessarily looking at that ad again in the same way. It, and me as a consumer, it kind of turns me off. As a matter of fact, it'll kind of force me to turn around and say, just leave me alone. I don't want it anymore. I'm done. Well, that's interesting because we've had that conversation in the audience before about the ads that pop up on the right-hand side or at the top. And to your point, you may have bought something from there one time or showed an interest, and now you don't want those ads anymore, but there's not really a way to get rid of them or, or the average consumer doesn't know how to get rid of those. When they keep popping up like that, if they're frustrating to you, I think you have a tendency to ignore them, which makes it even that much more difficult to get that ad, that propaganda out there in front of them and have them understand, look at it and concentrate on what it is and not just treat it like a distractor. It, it almost makes you feel like that company's that creeper out there. Yeah, oh, my God. You they, now they've seen me. They keep following me around. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I I just, I'm not sure what the answer is other than what Amanda just relayed to us through marketing and having repeated out there, kind of repeated attempts and and just hoping that they'll pick this up and say, oh, didn't pay attention to this the last 40 times. Here's something that I may actually be interested in that, but uh, it's getting very challenging. It is getting challenging. It builds up a little familiarity with the brand as well. Like you've seen them around and then one of those ads piques your interest a little bit and you're a little more likely to click on it just because you've seen them for a while. Yep. And at the back of your head, you're like, oh, I've heard of that. Let's let's see. Let's see what this says. Well, and I know that sometimes the retargeted ads that follow you around can get frustrating and annoying. But to Trina's point there just now, you have some familiarity with the brand or you've taken some action to show that you have an interest. I mean, those ads have proven to be effective in the sense that you may have come across it one time. And then because we're all busy and distracted, you know, you move on to something else. So how many times? 
times have you been on a social media site, specifically Facebook or Instagram, seen an ad from a company and been interested in it, but was busy or doing something else, went to your email, accessed something else on your phone, and then, you know, missed that ad and think about it later. And wow, I saw that and I want to see what it, look into that more. Well, retargeting will help bring that ad up again and again. So, you know, that's where that repetitive nature comes into play. And as consumers learn more about retargeting and how it works, there's going to be a learning curve in allowing people to kind of opt out of those things. But for right now, you know, it's proving to be an effective tactic as far as making sure that a company or a property or a brand stays in front of the individuals that have some sort of interest in it. Well, that makes sense. Let, Let me tell you something that I am seeing, and now we're kind of making full circle on that story I told you earlier. I'm relatively sure the girl I told you about walking into the post was watching a video just by the way she was she was looking at it. And I, I think she had a headset on, too. Videos seem to be making a huge impact. Those do seem to be kind of being pulled out and grabbing people's attention. But there's some nuances with doing that. You can make a video too long. Absolutely. You know, where you we have very short attention spans anymore. So you can make videos too long where they just they lose interest. They're not captivating. They're not kind of concise and, and shortened to the point and they're impactful. Yep. So um so video is basically the new commercial. So um, people now have Hulu or Netflix or, you know, even DVRs, for example, where people are fast forwarding through the commercials and advertisers really aren't getting the opportunity to present their content. And so video is really the way through social media, YouTube, et cetera, for people really to provide that commercial. And it's something that people are interested in because we're all very visual beings. And so specifically on real estate, and Jimmy Dean can definitely speak to this more, you know, when you see a property, when you're not in the location, it's a really good way to get a good feel of what the property looks like. And to your point, Sean, you know, if you have a video, you want to keep it around 30-ish to 45 seconds because, again, our attention spans are really short. That's a good time frame, like a commercial, to pique your interest, show you cool, like, key aspects of the property, and then that person can move on or find out more information. Jimmy Dean, what what have you seen from a video perspective? Yeah, we're a rolling ball, if you will. I mean, we went to, we have to have perfect pictures on all of our posts. Then we had to have video. We need to have this real stellar, cool three-minute video put together for a property. And now I'm finding that we need to have this really cool 30-second, absolutely less than one-minute video just to to be an attention getter. And, and I'm finding out that that does not have to be a professional video piece. The people out here, they're not expecting the professional stuff. We live in a day of reality shows. I think people are liking the realities that we give them on social media. So product that we use is one called Video Fizz. Video Fizz is an app that uh, we, we partner with, and it's a really cool little feature that we can throw together a 30 to 40 second video, and, and it's an attention getter. That's what you got to do. To Sean's question early on in the podcast is, what do you do to get them to stop? 
Yep. 20 words in a headline is not going to get them to stop. Yeah. And it's anymore a picture is not getting them to stop. But a, a video, something with action and animation does. Yeah. And it absolutely gives you the opportunity to um, show your personality as well with with being an auctioneer, or real estate agent. You know, people are still it's a it's a connection business and people are still interested in knowing about you and your knowledge. And when you do a video like video phase, which is a really, really cool app, it gives you the opportunity to, to Jimmy's point, put something in your like reality right then where you're at, at that very moment and kind of show a little bit of your personality in the process. So is this an app that you're familiar with too, Amanda? Yes, it is. And you Um, guys are saying, is it video fizz? Fizz, yes. Video so like, fizz. Like F-I-Z-Z. Like soda. Like soda pop, pop, fizz, fizz. fizz. So it's video F. I-Z-Z, video fizz. Correct. All right, interesting. I'll check that out after the show. Amanda, you're talking about showing your personality. I've got a friend and a colleague in the business down in Wichita Falls area. She is always smiling really big. She's always got this big smile, and you can see her teeth. She is smiling, having fun. And I was noticing one of her, some of the comments on one of her posts the other day, and they're calling in the quotes, teeth, T-E-E-T-H, you know, all in caps. So she's She's coined that or captured that that people are noticing and they're recognizing her. Yep. So you're saying it's good personal brand marketing for yourself. Absolutely. And part of real estate, you know, is having your own brand. And um, not only is it about the company, but it's you. You are your own brand. Um, and you need to not only represent the company, but represent yourself as the company. So um, it really helps you, you know, connect with people and show them who you are and, and what you can do. Interesting. So do you guys see this as something that most brokerages are training their agents, their auctioneers, other brokers in the company to to do personal videos, kind of brand marketing for their self as a as a realtor and auctioneer versus actual property or project marketing? I mean, as far as our perspective is concerned from marketing, yes, it's always important to ensure, you know, they're using proper branding for the company, but that they're showcasing their personality and, you know, we we're are definitely recommending video as part of a marketing solution. It's definitely like we talked about earlier, one way to kind of cut through the clutter and make yourself stand out and really make an impact. Are you still seeing a lot of like traditional marketing, like through print and newspaper and things like that as well? Yeah, I mean, we've definitely seen a shift specifically over the past 10 years, I would say, from more traditional-based marketing to more online. And now social media and video are kind of the next the next phase of marketing as well as retargeting, which we talked about. Marketing is an ever-evolving an ever-evolving industry, um, and it affects all other industries out there. So it's something that's a moving target that we continue to look at and approach, but there's definitely a shift to be more online and also be more targeted in your approach. Because when you put an ad in a newspaper or you put a sign in the yard, you're really advertising to a broad base of individuals. And now things are being a little bit more targeted. But every market's different and the different tactics you use in that market depend on kind of who you have as far as demographics are concerned. Yeah. I, I myself, I've, I haven't picked up a newspaper in probably 10 years on purpose anyway. I mean, maybe by accident something came in the mail and it went straight into the trash and 
that can kind of be said about some of the postcards and flyers and things like that too. Unless I specifically ask for it, it's junk mail to me and it's just going straight. I mean, I'm, excuse me, I'm basically all digital yeah. at this point. So, I mean, but I can do you, see, but, but at the do same you, time. Trina, I got to ask this question. Do you pick up or will you be more apt to look at a piece of that mail if it's got a picture of something that you're interested in? Yeah, Question. yeah, possibly if I because if I shuffle through and I don't just see a postcard and I don't you know it's not specifically something I've asked for and don't just shuffle it to the back and not look at it. But at the same time, yeah. Amanda mentioned signage, and I, I would say signage would probably be a pretty big thing that that most everybody would definitely need to have still. Again, as me me as a consumer, mm-hmm. I may not click on that ad or anything, but I might take that address and go try to find it and see if it's something I'm really interested in. Or go look at the car, or, you know, whatever that, whatever your marketing might be. Great stuff so far on the show. We- We've talked a little bit about um, ways to get people to kind of pay attention in, in a busy market to step up and focus on us. Talked about videos. Let's slip away. We're going to hear from our sponsors for a few minutes. When we come back, we're going to talk more about uh, auction marketing and campaign marketing with Jimmy Dean and Amanda. Ever dream of owning a country estate, historic home, or lakefront property? Log on to unitedcountry.com. Would you like to retire to a home built on breathtaking acreage in the mountains? Unitedcountry.com. Ever dream of your own private hunting preserve? UnitedCountry.com. Over 30,000 farm, recreational, and lifestyle properties are just a click away, helping people find their American dream for over 90 years. We will help you find yours. Log on now to UnitedCountry.com and find your freedom. Thinking about selling a real estate investment, but worried about the taxes you'll have to pay? Property owners just like you have solved their tax issue with a Starker Services 1031 exchange. One call could save you a fortune in taxes. Call Starker Services today at 800-332-1031 or visit online at www.starker.com and keep the tax dollars working for you. Are you looking for heavy equipment but unsure where to start? Then you need to check out AuctionTime.com. Buying great equipment has never been easier than bidding online at AuctionTime.com. What are you waiting for? Online auctions are closing every Wednesday. So register and start bidding today. AuctionTime.com. The way to buy heavy equipment. Crude oil, natural gas, coal. Buying and selling minerals is a breeze when you have the right energy professionals on your team. Mineralmarketing.com is a leading resource for America's mineral owners. Whether you're wanting to lease or sell your mineral rights, Mineral Marketing has you covered. Mineralmarketing.com, the oil and gas marketplace. And we're back with the sale ring. We've got Amanda Klein and Jimmy Dean Coffee in the studio with Trina and I, and we're uh, we're having a great marketing discussion about auctions and about real estate. And Trina, before we slipped away, you had brought up the point uh, you were talking about print marketing, postcards, flyers, things you get in the mail versus digital marketing, and kind of why we were off on that commercial break. We were having a great discussion. I think consumers are getting conditioned, and they're conditioning themselves out there when they get postcards. If they don't have an immediate need for 
a realtor, for an oil change, for a dentist office, when those postcards come in the mail, they're getting to the point where they automatically just end up in the without trash. even looking at them. Yeah, without Absolutely. even looking to see what they're throwing away. That's me, hundred percent, right there. Yep. But to to your point, while we were talking um, during the commercial break as well, it kind of depends on the demographic, yeah, right? Like I have aunts that don't know how to get online. They exactly. don't have what you know web service, any of that stuff that. That's the only way they're actually going to see anything. And it so. could actually be a benefit well, to them, too, because, you know, there is less mail out there now. So depending upon what your target market is, um, you really want to tailor your marketing efforts to that age demographic because, um, you know, people that aren't as familiar with online, they're going to be looking to their mail to get information. And because there's not as much mail anymore, that product actually might stand out to them. What you brought up is something we've been studying in our, in our industry for a long time is we are still right now communicating and selling to it's either four or five different generations. And those four or five generations have there's been such a major change in everything, technology for one. All of those generation types have a different means of communication. Absolutely. And every it's, every one of them have a different source of communication that they grew up with. And it's and important for you guys. Yeah, for you guys, especially as, you know, real estate agents and, and auctioneers to really understand how you need to communicate with those different demographic groups. And everybody, everybody doesn't like to be communicated with via email or via mail. Some especially younger generation like text communication now and they're not interested in anything that's longer than 160 characters. So that's a challenge that is going to continue to come into the marketplace more and more as the younger generation continues to get older and is in the marketplace for for real estate. So are you guys saying it's still, <clears throat> it's going to be a mixed bag? We're still having to hit on all cylinders out there because we may be missing a certain demographic, uh, a certain audience by not having some print marketing absolutely, or some direct marketing or some digital marketing. I think you have to take an integrated approach because even if you think your target might be um, somebody that is interested in a particular type of property, let's say golf property, um, and that individual, you know, maybe 45 and up, well, there are people that are under that 45 that could have the means, especially um, these days with um, the way that, you know, people are coming out of college and getting really well-paying jobs that they could afford a property like that. And they're not going to look to Trina's point in the mail. They're going to look at text communication. They're going to look at social media. They're going to look at email. But you also want to make sure that you hit that 45 and up group as well, which some of them are tech savvy, so they're going to be covered in that younger generation. But you also need to make sure that people that aren't online or don't really have that tech savviness are able to, you know, be part of the marketing and know about the property because that's what marketing is, is really just exposure. So you're just trying to expose the project or property to the most people in that target market that you can by whatever means you can reach them. 
Jimmy, are you still using kind of a mixed bag of all of those different marketing techniques or strategies? We are. And, and I think you've got to look at the demographics. It's um, been mentioned here, the demographics of who is your likely buyer. I've heard Amanda mention it several times, your target. What's your buyer look like? And the other thing I think you have to look at is your region. Um, as I said early in the podcast, we, we've got a location here and one in, uh, or two in Oklahoma. My region in southeastern Oklahoma, that's pretty rural communities down there. I've got one little town down there. It's got 250 people in it that we're getting ready to sell some properties. Rural communities, a lot of times, are elder in nature. They're older folks. And sometimes you have to go with the print media um, to, to, to reach those folks. They're not, they're the ones that may not be on Facebooks. I'm not saying that elder folks aren't on, I'm just saying in those regions. Yep. In no. contrast to that here in my Bloomington, Indiana area, I don't care if you're eight or 98, I can count on you being on Facebook or on text or on any of that because the region, that's, that's, that's just what they do. That's how they live here. I think that's a good so, point. I, yeah. I think that's a very good point. You know, a lot of it has to do with geography and it's not always, um, it's not always that age bracket. It's more about exposure. It's more yeah. about the local community or the culture that they've grown up around. And if it has stimulated more of an advanced society than some of those rural markets, then the way that you market them is going to be different. Yeah. And knowing, I mean, knowing your market is key and that's where the expertise of the real estate agent or the auctioneer comes into play. Because from a marketing perspective, you know, we can execute and recommend all different types of marketing strategy, but that um, local real estate agent or auctioneer that we partner with is really going to understand their local market and provide some additional cover as far as, you know, how those individuals need to be reached. And it depends on your project too. Not every marketing strategy is going to work for every single property or project out there. So those combinations of things are really going to help you put together an integrated marketing approach and try to have successful marketing exposure. So with that being said, here's a question that I've got for Amanda and, and Jimmy, both of you, and, and individually, I'd like for you to answer. What is, and, and kind of put this on the macro out, taking out of the equation, rural community versus metropolitan community. What is a, just kind of across the board, what you see is the number one technique that uh, drives buyers to your auctions today? I mean, what's that, what's that thing you have in the holster that you say, we've got to do this on every campaign because that's, that's really what I personally feel like is getting those people to my properties or my auctions? I think at least from a marketing perspective, that integrated approach is the best marketing strategy that I could possibly convey. Um, if I had to pull out one single tactic that seems to be providing the most exposure, I would have to say it's social media, hands down. That doesn't necessarily mean that that's where everybody is getting their buyer from, but from an exposure perspective, that is definitely the best return on investment. And there are some really cool ways to use the data involved in social media to target individuals in different ways and really leverage um, the different target information that an auctioneer or real estate agent has for that individual property. That makes sense. That makes sense. What about you, Jimmy? What's, what's the number one thing that gets people out there? Man, 
man, I just hate it when somebody asks me what's your number one of anything. You know, I've heard kids say before, oh, that's my best friend. I know. I hope I've got several best friends. What's my number one? Well, let me shoot one over your bow and see if you either agree with it or if you got your own. But the, the number one thing I still rely upon in every event is the signage. I think signage is the most important thing you do. Say the same thing, Sean. Signs are so, so valuable on real estate properties, but you can't really say that for some of your personal property or your business chattel. That's that's a good point. Why that number one is really tough. And you handle a fair amount of personal property auctions. Um, that's that you make a great argument. Signage on on personal property, if there's not an on-site auction, that makes it a lot more difficult. If there's not an on-site, if it's an online-only auction, wouldn't your crowd for an online-only auction come from online? Not necessarily. You know, let me let me let me throw this in. We had a sale here in the in the last month for a family here in Kansas City. The mother was in her well into her nineties when she passed away, and a lot of the participation in that online-only auction were friends and neighbors and people that knew her because we we had an online only auction but everything was staged and kept in her house on site we put a big sign out there on a major highway that uh, these contents antiques collectibles tractors this stuff was being sold in an online auction we got a lot of traffic drive off of that sign a lot of calls that say hey i see the sign you know when is the auction well, finish reading the sign. It's it's online only, and uh, you know some people are just kind of conditioned to want to come to a live auction in that area, and they weren't quite ready for the online event uh, for the ones that called in. But yeah, the, the signage and, and on that particular property for a personal property auction worked well for us. We do a fair amount of online auctions for equipment. We use uh, we've got a preferred vendor that we're preferred reps for, and that's Tractor House and Auction Time. Well, we do it ton of business and look how much print media they put out there they are one of the biggest publishers of equipment they may be the largest publisher of equipment we get a lot of bidders online from their print publications those print and are you talking kind of like specialty magazines specialty publications for certain types yeah. of property yeah yeah tractor house Auction time, equipment. I don't remember what their equipment company name is, but they've got a magazine for equipment. Machinery Trader. Yes, sir. But yeah. they've, they've got a lot of readership on those across the world. Not the country, not the county, but the world. And uh, we, we get those buyers off those specialty magazines all the time. Amanda talked quite a bit earlier about target marketing, and that is those are known entities out there that have shown an interest and expressed an interest in certain property classifications or types. So clearly, if you can get into collecting clubs or or people that are in a buying audience for a certain type of asset, now you're kind of rifling in that approach out there instead of the old shotgun marketing approach, you, you're rifling it on a targeted audience. That only that's, that saves money and you have a lot better um, opportunity or a lot better chance to hit the, the right market for the property that you're, you're offering. Any big events coming up, Jimmy Ding? Any big events? Um, well, we got the National Auctioneers Association uh, conference and show coming up mid-July. We'll be down there. We'll have a booth set up and looking forward to seeing all of our auction friends, family. We'll it's in Jacksonville, Florida. Jacksonville, Florida. Look forward to seeing all our auction family down there. Um, 
I guess I've got a pretty big event in our family. We're leaving next week for Alaska for Ooh, 10 days. That's nice. That know. sounds fun. We're going to kind of go off grid for a little bit on you guys, and I may not even answer my phone. What are you doing in Alaska? <laughs> are you cruising? Or are you st- are you camping? What are you doing? No, we're, we're flying in, and uh, we've got uh, a few Airbnbs rented around the state. We're going to drive. We're going to see the inner part of, of Alaska. You know, as, as I start looking at this, that's a pretty big state. Yeah, it's the biggest I don't one, think I'm going to see it all in 10 days. <laughs> I don't think you are either. Yeah, Alaska's a big state for sure. This has been a great show. It's been a, a great been a great podcast show. We appreciate Amanda Klein and Jimmy Dean Coffee spending time with Trina and I. Uh, make sure and tune in uh, for the Sail Ring podcast show as it'll be airing um, it'll have its own channel out there and be on most podcast networks. So with that, we appreciate you being in the studio Sean, today. Thank you, Sean. Sean, I thank you, and I'm honored that you asked us to be on the show. I appreciate your time and uh, appreciate being here. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was a lot of fun. Thank you, guys. Yeah, this was a blast. We appreciate you guys being on. Thank you to the audience for tuning in today. We'll talk to you soon on The Sail Ring. Thank you for joining us for today's show. To access all resources and links mentioned in today's show, head over to www.thesailring.com now. We appreciate your feedback and encourage you to share the show with other industry pros like yourself. Join us next time as we meet you inside The Sail Ring.